Hey, it's Joe Ligotti, the guy from Boston, uh, and this, this is the Joe Ligotti Show uh, podcast. I hope all of you are doing well during these difficult times. I first want to say thank you to all first responders, healthcare workers, and people on the front lines of this COVID-19 uh, war that we're having, fighting this invisible enemy. Uh, it's been a, a week or so since, uh, we had our last podcast, so I just thought we should have another one. Um, I, no, I, I really wish, uh, we're going to cover a few things today, but what I really wish was, is that we knew who to listen to. Uh, when I was a kid, now, again, I, I appreciate the Internet. I appreciate folks uh, interchanging information. You know, we, we get our news from a variety of sources, and those sources are vis-a-vis Facebook, uh, Google, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all that stuff. So I, I understand that sometimes, and I would imagine those those times are, you know, the real, real important news is probably about five to seven percent uh so again who do you believe who do you believe is the COVID-19 virus uh really a deadly horrific plague that uh you know the governors and 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 the president and what have you and and Dr. Fauci and Burks you know, uh, and the CDC and all those folks, World Health Organization, you know, is it really as deadly a plague as they're saying? Um, you know, I believe seriously there was a hybrid virus out there and it's still out there, COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. The, I like to call it the Wuhan virus because the Chinese absolutely knew this was going on and could have stopped it. And those bastards, uh, will pay and will answer to the entire world for the death and the destruction uh, of economies and, and villages and, and cities and, 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 and livelihoods that they did. But anyway, um, I really believe that there's mitigation that we all did that, that you know, um, we stayed home and have stayed home for the past, I don't know, whatever it is, four or five weeks here. I really believe that, uh, you know, it did slow, it did slow this virus down, uh, in, in metropolitan areas. Yes, there is an absolute, uh, devastation in the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, um, you know, area, uh, and, uh, you know, we here in Massachusetts now, as of Patriots Day, uh, April 20th, we, are in the the flux of the of this peak that's happening. We are we are getting uh, you know a couple of thousand twenty five uh, hundred twenty six hundred new cases a day. Um, you know I've even it's even touched my family. My son uh, lives in a medical and uh, behavioral group home, and one of the staff members. Uh, contacted the COVID-19 virus, tested positive and kept his mouth shut, still came to work to take care, you know, of, of the folks that live with my son and my son. 
And now um, we're praying and hoping that 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 asshole didn't give my son uh, the the deadly, you know, the virus, God forbid. Anyway, uh, as I said, I definitely think that, unfortunately, the horrific shutdown of, of our economy, of, 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 you know, our life, our lives as we used to know it, has definitely helped. If you look at our per capita uh, death rate or, or, or you know, uh, hospital rate, whatever it is, yes, it's the most that the United States has ever seen, but we definitely weren't as bad as China. We weren't as bad as Italy. We weren't as bad as, as some European nations. Um, so I definitely think that we reacted uh, the right way. And, you know, if did President Trump, if he had acted a week before, how many people would he have saved? Well, if he didn't react when he did, how many people, um, you know, would have we have lost? I mean, is the glass half empty or half full? This virus was going to croak people no matter what. And they were talking about, you know, I don't know, one to two million people. And we aren't even going to reach 100,000 here in the United States. So... I do feel and I do pray for all those families that were, were affected and, uh, you know, that are affected uh, with this horrible disease. But at the same time, you know, what are you going to do? Um, you know, now it's in Africa now. And, of course, they don't have the medical facilities we do. We're going to see an awful lot of devastation over there. And, and it's just a sin. Anyway... My question is, who do we believe? Who do we believe? You have all different news outlets, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC. You got uh, Fox. You've got, you know, Politico. You've got, uh, you know, all kinds of Time Magazine, whatever it is. You know, are saying 19 different things. Now, I understand that opinions are important, and that's how people you know, make money in publications and, 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 and keep people's interest in their publications or in their websites or whatever. I get it. I do it on my Facebook page. I do it, you know, when I have my website, which, by the way, I got some great news. It is totally under construction and will be ready probably in the next two weeks. Uh, and uh, I also have another announcement at the end of this podcast about a visual a um, a video podcast that I'm going to be starting along with this one. So there'll be audio and there'll be visual. Uh, so you'll get to see uh, and talk and there'll be calling guests and what have you. But we'll talk about that later. But seriously, during this horrific time, don't you think that these sons of bitches could all sit down or I'll be on the same wavelength and say, look, we're not going to screw around with opinions. All right. We are just going to provide the best information for the population, the 332 million people that live here in the United States, because it's our duty to do so. People are looking to us in this horrific, difficult time that has never been before. They're looking to us for information and what to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to just take what we know and what we, we, we've heard, and we're going to pass it along. 
We're not going to give you, uh, you know, our opinion. We're not going to try to doctor it up. We're not going to try to make it political. We're not going to try to argue about money. We're not going to try to do that. That's what we need. That's what I wish we had. No doubt about it. When I was a kid, now granted, the internet wasn't up and running, okay? But when we were a kid, there was journalistic integrity, I want to say. I mean, if a newspaper person ran an article or wrote a story, they spent possibly weeks, months, and days checking out their sources, you know, investigating what happened. So when they printed everything, it was the truth. They printed everything. It was fact. Printed everything. So when you read it, you knew you weren't dealing with bullshit. And we don't have that now. We don't have, uh, you know... That we have a 24 hour ferocious news cycle that needs to be filled with content so that big corporations like Fox and CNN and MSNBC and all the rest of them, ABC, whatever it is, Turner Broadcast, whatever it is, can make freaking money with advertising. So, again, shame, uh, shame on, uh, on them. Because I really think that they have a, a, a loyalty to their trade of journalism. And uh, I really think that they should be doing a way better job so that we, the people that, that rely on them, can get real information so that we can make educated guesses and, and judgments for our family. When we come back, I'm going to talk about uh, are you scared? Are you scared to... Uh, are you scared to come back and um, get back into life? So we'll be right back. Hey, it's the Joe Ligotti podcast here, the Joe Ligotti Show. How are you? Um, again, as my uh, thought and prayer with everyone that is being affected by this uh, virus and deadly plague. Now. We've never had, in my lifetime anyway, what's been going on with the total shutdown of, of the entire country's economy, its business structure, its, its uh, what have you. Yes, it happened on 9-11. Uh, you know, for about, I want to say, two weeks that we definitely had some, some travel restrictions and we had... Uh, you know, different things go on and we had to be extra careful and make sure that everybody got what they needed in New York. But we never had what we had right now. Um, of course, it's apples and oranges, but that's the only thing I can compare this to would be uh, the devastation that that day uh, was. Now, that said, that said, I am so pissed. I am, I am livid. I am frothing at the mouth, seething pissed. All right. At the news outlets. All right. President Trump shut down, shut down this uh, entire country. Okay. First he shut, he shut down in, in January, restricted travel to China and coming in from China. And Nancy Pelosi, that bitch, and and 
Chuck Schumer and everybody, all the news outlets and everything, they started calling President Trump racist, xenophobic. Oh, my God, what is he doing? She, she holds a press conference in Chinatown for Chinese New Year down in San Francisco. Come on down. Look at me. We're celebrating. China is a wonderful place. All that shit. Well, then we had in February our first cases of, of coronavirus, which I believe were up in Washington State. So now the president had to act because we saw what was going on and what was going, you know, happening. So what did he do? We started closing the borders north of us, south of us, and all around to anybody traveling from Europe. Again, people were pissed off. What is he doing? He's like a tyrant. He's this, he's that. Okay. Fast forward a couple of more weeks. He closes down and tells everybody there's a national emergency and everyone should stay home and mitigate for 15 days. Let's get a handle on this. Uh, you know, there's going to be a spread. There's going to be a peak. I have a team put together a task force. Mike Pence is doing it. And here's, here's the other thing. Every single person wanted to know, do we have to stop uh, travel? Do we have to do this? Uh, isn't it up to the states? What is he doing? But now, after it shows that what President Trump did was absolutely correct, okay, and give or take, I don't know, maybe he could have shut the, the country down after the first uh, case in, in Washington State, all right? But these were people with already underlying medical conditions. He was being briefed by people with medical backgrounds and so forth. So we'd started this mitigation for 15 days. In the middle of that 15 days, he said, they're finding out that, you know, things are getting pretty bad in New York and in, in, in you know, uh, Washington state and LA and what have you. But here's my thing. My thing is they extended it. So I, I can't believe, first of all, that Americans stood up and did the right thing. That's number one. All right. Um, I can't believe that, that they, you know, stayed at home and didn't go to work and, you know, whatever, essential people, non-essential, whatever it was, that's what happened. But now we are at the point where next week, is going to be like 45 days, which is the end of the mitigate, you know, the supposed end of the mitigation. Yes, there are going to be hot pockets, you know, naturally in, 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 a, in a country as large as ours and as a country with 332 million people involved. Um, and, and, you know, places like Miami, places like New York, New Jersey, Boston, my own hometown, um, you know, LA, San Francisco. Now you've got uh, you've got people uh, that are telling President Trump that there's plenty of tests. We've had plenty of, of uh, you know, information that certain parts of the country can open up. And I said this on my last podcast. Will you be able to 
And do you think people will be able to, in their own minds, when America opens up again, will America go back to normal? Uh, my, my indication is no. I want to say that, like everything else in this country, all right, the news media puts a scare and a fear into people. They, they again, I want to say that it will take about a couple of years, between 18 and 24 months, for this country to even get back to a semblance of where, and I'm talking about socially, I really think that people are going to get out, all right, and they're going to go out and they are going to be outside doing what they're going to be doing, but I don't think going into a store or going into a restaurant will be the same thing as it was before. Um, I don't think we're going to look at, uh, you know, flying the same way or traveling. I don't think we're going to be looking at, you know, I, my family, my family. I talked about this with my dad on Saturday night when I called him. Uh, you know, I usually, when I see my brother or my father or my sister or my sister or whatever it is, we go up and we, we, we hug and we kiss. And my father goes, well, you can't do that now. I go, Dad, you've taught me that since I was three months old, for Christ's sake. He said, Joey, you got to ask now. Because how do you know, we, you know, if your brother was in contact with anyone or if you were or whatever, you know, it's one of those things. And I guess that's the new normal that they're talking about, Dr. Fauci and whatever. But I don't know. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about not shaking hands? What do you feel about the dehumanization of our population? That's what I'm trying to say. The more you have people separated, the more common human bonds are broken and feelings of those bonds are broken. I want to say that you are dehumanizing life. We have been taught and we are emotional species. We are emotional animals. We, you know, if you, that's why when you find that special person and they, and they, they touch you in a, in a way, you know, your heart pumps or you get that feeling or you have the sweats or whatever it is. So again, will America become like 1984 or one of those sci-fi movies that we used to see in the 1980s, will it be dehuman? Will we just be numbers? Will we just be people that go back and forth? Will we have family gatherings um, and what have you? Now, we're going to take a quick break here. Um, and I'm going to say on that note, to be honest with you, I'm going to try to be the same way I was, no doubt about it. I am. And I feel that as long as you wash your hands after you shake hands with somebody or, you know, uh, you know, the person is pretty, is pretty healthy that you, that you're hugging, you know, that's my thing. I hate change and I definitely hate dehumanization. All right. Anyway, when we come back, was this an attack? President Trump is calling this a plague, a war. Was it a biological attack? Is this something deeper? 
Well, you'll be very, very surprised at some of the information I got. This is the Joe Lagarde Show. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. It's the Joe Lagarde Show. Hi, this is my podcast here on Anchor. I want to thank those folks at Anchor. Uh, it's a great app. I think you should download it if you think that you have something important to say or you know you can reach a few people with some of your great ideas that have been pent up inside you. Go for it. Uh, in this day and age of podcasts, man, anybody, anybody that has uh, an opinion and anybody that knows and has some knowledge can get out there and spread it. So download that Anchor app and uh, get in the game. Anyway, we've been talking about uh, the COVID-19 virus. Uh, I've got some interesting uh, things. And again, I'm just putting it out there. You form your own opinion um, with some of the, the, the things that I'm going to tell you, I want you to do this. I don't want you to take Joe Lagarde's word for it uh, at all. I want you to uh, go and Google things. I want you to research it like I do. I get a lot of things sent to me, uh, you know, from folks that think that this is, you know, a conspiracy that dates back to the third shooter on the grassy knoll to... Uh, you know, this is Armageddon, uh, that was foretold by Notre Dame. Uh, this was in the book of the apocalypse, uh, and whatever. Uh, listen, what I do is I read things and I try to logically say, hmm, they're onto something. Let me, but that, but then they go on and they become bullshitters. Let me go on and do my own research. And that's what I urge you to do with the information I give you. All right, absolutely, positively do this. Well, in my research, I just want to let you know, I want to give you some facts. The fact here in Massachusetts is this. Fact in Massachusetts is we have almost 7 million people that live here that we know of. I would imagine there's probably another half a million to a million people that are illegal. But anyway, so 7, 8 million people here in Massachusetts. We have not had, we've had about 1,300 deaths. No offense to those folks that passed away and their families. It's a traumatic, horrific, even one death uh, is wrong uh, for this. No question. But things happen. This is life. Uh, we have to keep going on and we have to, we have to learn from our mistakes. Well, 1,300 deaths and you shove that into 7 million people. Okay, that is one in 20,096 people would die. That is 0.00019%. I don't mean to be a prick. I don't mean to, to uh, I don't know, make, make light of this, this situation. I'm just throwing out opinions that, can roll around in your head and look this stuff up, stuff up on Google. This is all fact. I want to know one thing. President Trump meets in December with the Chinese president there, whatever his name is. Uh, president uh, number nine with Lomain. I don't know, whatever his name was. 
and he, they discussed the trade agreements. Now remember, President Trump is the first president that has a set of fucking balls to stand up for America first and not be afraid of the United Nations, China, the European Union, uh, Kim Jong-un, uh, all this stuff. All right? He's not afraid. He's going to go in there because he knows he's got 332, pe 332 million people that he represents, and we put him in that office to make a better life for us and our children. Well, in December, he meets with the Chinese president. They uh, uh, um, negotiate a trade deal, which, you know, still doesn't make, uh, you know, America and China even. But it evens off our trade with China so that we are making tens of billions of dollars more every month than we did under any other, uh, you know, time, okay, in the last 30 years. So now in January, they have a big ceremony to sign this, this, this agreement. Did you know in that agreement, and again, look this up on the internet Look it up and Google it. Do whatever you got to do. Make love to it. I don't care. There is a special section of that um, uh, uh, trade agreement in the contract, in the paperwork, that said an act of God or a pandemic will nullify this agreement. Now, did the Chinese know last year that they were going to be dealing with this pandemic right about this time when the trade agreement started and when they were going to sign it last January? I mean, I don't put the, I wouldn't put it past those assholes to do that to us. They've been, they've been sticking it up our ass for the last 50 years, these bastards. Anyway, you look that up. It's absolutely positively true that that line is in the trade agreement. Look it up. Uh, so my question to you is, did China know way before and was just prepared to once again screw us and the, and the entire world because they control their press? I mean, you've got doctors that tried to put YouTube videos up of... of Emergency rooms and people on ventilators, they've disappeared. Disappeared. Now, some of those videos are still out there, but most of them have disappeared. The Chinese government have gotten rid of them. So they knew these bastards. Second, all right, second thought to this. Was this a biological attack? It absolutely positively was. It absolutely positively was. Now, I'm going to go way out on a limb, and I'm going to get kind of crazy, and you might think that I'm kind of nuts. But, but, who started it? Hmm, very, very weird. Now, yes, you're going to say, well, the Chinese started it. Yeah, but think about this. In Wuhan, China, and again, these are far-fetched opinions of mine, but I've looked them up, and the facts that I'm going to give you are facts, okay? Bill Gates and Dr. Fauci 
have been friends for 30 years. Dr. Fauci, who is leading this entire uh, uh, coronavirus situation for President Trump, is a 35-year veteran of the swamp. He has worked with Bill Gates for years. He's on boards with Bill Gates. He's actually owned stock in companies with Bill Gates and George Soros. And there's a huge pharmaceutical company over in Wuhan. Now, one thing I want to just say, opinions, I like assholes, everyone's got them. This is my opinion. They tried, even before this president was elected, when he was just the president-elect, the next day after he won, did he get a congratulations when he ran around the, the, the morning show tours? No. No. The press attacked him and, and challenged the validity of his election from before day one, pre-day one. So they tried this Russian gate, which we're going to find out President Trump absolutely has evidence and you can check this evidence out that the Russians didn't help President Trump. They helped Hillary. And President Obama knew all about the hacking of our election system and, and the hacking of, of everything, and he did nothing. Anyway, whole different subject. So they, they jumped on Trump from day one with this Russian gate. They spent millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars to investigate this. They came up with dog shit. Okay? Second, they have tried to, to fight him every tooth and nail to get the bills passed that he wanted. Tooth and nail, he had to sign executive orders to get some of the implementation of his ideas and his, 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 his ideals to get this economy going. Before this whole coronavirus, all right, we had unemployment at, I think, 2.75% or 3.1%. It was ridiculous. It was fantastic, all right? We had a stock market at 29000 all right, the highest uh, stock market since we get off the gold standard. All right, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. Nixon did it. Um, anyway, so he was draining the swamp, and every single time he saw Nancy Pelosi doing something wrong, he called her on it. Where Maxine Waters, he called her on it. Chuck Schumer, he called him on it. Even Mitt Romney called him on it. He is the most hated man. He is more hated than Jimmy Carter was during the during the uh, Iranian uh, hostage crisis. I, I I really believe that. So now you've got Trump on a telephone call with the Ukrainian president. Oh, we got him this time. We went on this freaking witch hunt for nine months. Almost nine months we went on this whole thing. He was impeached by Congress and acquitted eventually by the uh, Senate, okay? But they still need to get him out of office. They need to stop President Trump from being elected. 
Now, usually how they do that is they say, oh, look at the unemployment at sky high. Oh, can you afford this? Are you better off than four years ago? And unfortunately, you can't ask the, the people that because the answer would be absolutely positively yes. We are better than we were four years ago. So what do they need to do? The, you got to remember, if Hillary got in, the globalists would have even put in more of their plan for a world, new world order and a, and a new uh, global economy and for the, uh, uh, um, the United Nations to, 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 to have more of an impact here in America. But what happened in November of 2016? The improbable, the impossible, the biggest upset since Mike Tyson was knocked on his ass. Uh, I don't know, name another upset in sports. Uh, the Patriots beating the L.A. Rams uh, and, and the Jets beating the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl. That's right. Donald John Trump beats the HBIC, all right? The most insider, Washington swamp-sucking, bitch, broom-riding, bastard Hillary Clinton, all right? And people didn't like her so much that I want to say technically Donald Trump didn't win the election. Hillary lost it. I mean, bottom of the ninth, two strikes, two outs. And what do you do? You give up the home run and you lose the game by one. Anyway, here's my thing. My thing is this. Did you know that Pope Francis, that Pope Francis said two weeks ago that this coronavirus in the United States is God's answer to punish us for global warming? Are you shitting me? Are you shitting me? I want to say this Pope is the most dangerous enemy of state to the United States of America I have seen in my lifetime. Do you know that Jeffrey Sachs a former Bernie Sanders socialist advisor met last week in the Vatican. You can look it up. Well, how you spell his last name is S-A-C-H-S, Jeffrey Sachs. They all sat in a room, no social distancing, no bullshit masks. They all sat in a room to talk about how America... How America How America was uh, horrible for the global economy. How President Trump, there's a video out there, how President Trump is the most dangerous man on the globe. It's there. They met. They were talking about. They were talking about. President Trump, because they want to continue with this global economy, this globalist new world order. The World Health Organization is involved. President Trump defunded that. They're not doing shit anyway. They didn't stop this pandemic. Anyway, the Pope put together a bunch of economic advisors. Did you know that this week the Pope is going to come out with the Vatican's global economy plan.
Yes, it's true. Yes, you can look it up. Google it. This is a dangerous situation. The only thing standing in the way of an entire new world order is Donald Trump. Not even the citizens of America know because they just take for granted, okay, that whatever is in the mainstream media is news, is, 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 is truth. That's what you have an internet for. Most of you have a computer right in your phone. Look this shit up. So the Pope's coming out with a global economy, uh, economic plan, okay? Think of this for a minute. They've tried to destroy, again, the American economy. Right now, it's holding its own. It's doing well, all right? The numbers are coming down from these peaks, except for some hot spots. President Trump said, I'm leaving it up to the governors. Leaving it up to the governors. They, they know what's going on. They have the boots on the ground. But here is the criteria to start opening up America. Because America can't stay closed, you know, forever. And second, it wasn't made for that. And second, think of this for a minute. Do you think people in Wyoming and Utah and, and uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana are having such a tough time as New York, Boston, Miami? No, because people are sparsely populated. Towns are smaller. Uh, they don't travel as much as inner cities and people doing business in inner cities. Plus, we've, we've learned through this last four weeks that there were things like Zoom. Uh, there were things like, uh, I don't know, uh, the meetings, uh, virtual meetings. People don't have to meet face-to-face -face anymore. So we can open up this economy and get America back on its feet again. Not at once. Not just flip one switch. But think about it. The plan that President Trump put out, Mike Pence and the doctors, all right, Dr. Fauci, their own guy, who's bought and paid for by Bill Gates, George Soros, and the New World Order, said, no, this is a good plan. But did you hear what they already said? They said, oh, yeah, we could open up the country, but it's going to come back and hit us again even harder in the fall. Yeah, why? Because we have an election. That's why. They don't want President Donald J. Trump to be elected again. All this stuff, look it up. The Pope, Jeffrey Sachs, who's a known socialist communist and was an advisor of the Bernie Sanders uh, uh, campaign went to the Vatican last week and said that Donald J. Trump, you know, in America, not only Donald J. Trump, but our way of life is an, is one of the most dangerous things on this planet for the global economy. Again, the Pope coming out with his own economic plan, and you have to remember another thing. The only thing standing in between the globalists who want a new world order. Okay. Oh, and by the way, with this economic plan, the Pope's coming out with. Oh, yeah. There's currency involved. He names a currency that the Vatican would absolutely distribute. Okay. So again, think of this for a minute.
America is a free society. Americans have more rights than anyone in the entire freaking world. Now, did they start this experiment in Wuhan and, and it got out of hand? Yes. But they also said this could be a way to take President Trump down. But in my mind, I don't think that the federal government has done anything wrong. They were worried about ventilators. They got ventilators. Now we have so many ventilators that not only do we have a stockpile and we have, we are stockpiling in individual states, all right, for future uh, uh, pandemics, but we are now sending and making ventilators for other countries that are now going through a worse time than we are. Okay, think about this now. They worried about beds, hospital beds. So the president uh, um, got the military involved and said, "Let's." And the Army Corps of Engineers, "Let's build hospital." And they built this Javits Center in New York. Ninety-five percent of the, those beds were never used. He put the comfort and the mercy of these big, huge ships with a thousand beds in them out in in New York Harbor and in L.A. and the harbor out there, and they didn't need them. Thank God they were there in case we did, but they didn't. We didn't need them. So, my point is: Do you think if we had a politician in the White House that we could have got 3M, Walmart, uh, Costco, BJ's, uh, um, uh, uh, um, GM, uh, Ford to retool? redirect their their uh, energy and start making ventilators in days they retooled their entire uh, machinery and they just started pushing out uh, um, these these ventilators no it was because of president trump's um, business style white house and that he had pre-existing um, he had pre-existing uh, relationships with these folks all right so now you have the federal government, plenty of beds, okay? We, we haven't even filled up a quarter of those beds yet, thank God. I'm not saying I want them, but we have them there. Ventilators, we've got plenty of ventilators. We also found out that hydrochloroquine, okay, a simple drug that was used for malaria, with the z pack, which as we all know, we've all taken it, has a pretty good, uh, uh, knocks out this virus pretty good with some other help and, and hospitalization. So what did President Trump do? He started ordering pharmaceutical companies, make it, we're buying it, and the, we're going to have it. There's not going to be a shortage in America. So now, my point is this. He's proven time and time again that we, you know, we are far better than any other country that's gone through this. Why? Why? Because of our system of government and things can be done like they are. Two, our leader. Three, because of the people that live in this country, no matter if it's 9-11, Pearl Harbor, World War I, World War II, Korea, didn't matter. 
When we are asked to step up, American people step up. This is the greatest country in the history of the world. Do not, do not allow these globalists and these New World Order people to take it over. Please, don't take my word for it. Google everything I said. Play this tape back and forth uh, a couple of times, this this uh, podcast, all right, to get the names right. And go Google what I told you to Google. And you'll be very shocked and surprised at what's been going on over in the Vatican and in Europe as we are dealing with this coronavirus and what what preparations are being done in case, in case America's economy collapses. All right. All right. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. I hope and pray that all you frontline first responders and healthcare workers and anybody that needs to go to work every day can, you know, take God's spirit with them and, and, you know, get through this and don't get sick. I pray for everybody. Um, and the other thing too is I want to announce that we are through Zoom. All right. I am going to start a brand new podcast. All right. Starting the 29th of April at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Wednesday evenings. You'll be able to see me live on Facebook. You will get to see me live on YouTube. You'll get to see me everywhere. So go to my Facebook pages, Joe Ligotti or the guy from Boston. Follow me, like me, make love to the page, whatever you got to do so you don't miss uh, my audio, I, I mean my visual uh, podcast. And this is, of course, Anchor. Um, you know, please tell a friend about the Joe Ligotti show. And, uh, again, I appreciate your support and I want to say God bless all those that have served and continue to serve this great nation because it is only because of those brave people that are protecting our principles and our freedoms every day. And at this very moment that you're listening to this podcast, that's the reason why I can do what I do and we can all do what we do because of our absolute selfless citizens that protect this nation. All right, do me a favor. Please send this out, share it, tell a friend about it. And again, check out everything that I say with Google and we will be right back next week. Again, Joe Ligotti out. God bless you. God bless the United States of America, and God bless all those that serve it.